Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation. Angela Parker and Matt Menard of the Jericho Appreciation Society defeated the boys. Paul White did commentary solo for this match before Menard would join him after this match for the rest of the show. And Menard gets the pin easily after him and Parker hit the double DDT. Juice Robinson defeated Jake Crist. Uh, local Ohio indie wrestler Crist here making his AEW debut, but he's wrestled everywhere, has appeared. Mainstream for Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor where he held titles. Uh, but Juice gets the pin quickly after hitting the DDT. The Dark Order defeated Rennie D, Matt Brannigan, and Crash Dixon. Evil Uno gets the pin after they hit the pendulum bomb that Paul White now calls the Meat Hammer. So I'm not sure if that's the official term or not, but he said John Silver told him that. Yuka Sakazaki defeated Billy Starks. This match was competitive with Starks getting some really close calls until Yuka hit the Magical Girl Splash for the pin. Uh, I feel like we see Billy Starks every week now. She's going to be on MLW soon as well, so... Lexi Nair was trying to get a word with the boys backstage before the Dark Order come in and try to recruit them, and it looks like the boys actually followed them once they left, so... Interesting develop here, development here. I'm sure uh, Dalton Castle won't be too happy about this. Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends defeated Chaos Project, or the Spanish Announce Project. Teaming up with Zach Clayton, uh, this is Serpentico and Luther of the Spanish Announce Project. Cassidy gets the pin on Clayton after the Best Friends hit a double choke slam. Cassidy and Helico had a bit of a face-off after until Danhausen gets in the ring and low blows and Helico. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Corey Calhoun extremely quick- quickly after hitting a burning hammer. Calhoun has appeared on Impact as well as 205 Live in the past. Top Flight defeated the Butcher and the Blade. The Butcher now sporting a new shaved head look. And the Butcher and the Blade attack Top Flight before the bell rings. The first time meeting for these two teams, believe it or not. Fast and wild match until Dante Martin hits the nosedive on the Blade for the pin. Nala Rose, Marina Shafir, Emi Sakura, and Diamante defeated Madison Rain, Sky Blue, Queen Aminata, and Hyena Hera. Towards the end, everybody gets in the match and starts to brawl in and out of the ring until Rose hits the Beast Bomb on Hera for the pin. In the main event, Claudio Castagnoli and Willa Yuta defeated Tony Nese and Ari Davari. Mark Sterling tried to stop the giant swing, but Claudio took him out and then did the giant swing to Davari as Yuta kicked him in the, in the head with a kick for the pin and the win. Um, it looks like Ari Davari kind of has abandoned the Trustbusters, which is kind of weird because that's like his group. But ever since um, Parker Boudreaux joined with the Mogul Affiliates, it seems like Tony Nese uh, has recruited Ari Davari with Mark Sterling. Um, and I'm not sure where Josh Woods is. So now it's like Nice and Davari, Josh Woods is missing, and the rest of the Trustbusters are just floating around on AEW Dark. Speaking of AEW Dark, we go to Universal Studios as Blake Christian defeated Serpentico after hitting a springboard 450 splash. Serpentico came out with a new theme music for the Spanish Announce Project that was um, rather interesting. Uh, if you want to listen to it, it is on the AEW Music YouTube page. Roosh defeated Aiden Park easily after hitting Bull's Horns. Uh, Park is also Parker Lee, who has appeared on New Japan Strong before and Taz mentioned how he was supposed to debut for AEW once but it never happened. Kara Hogan defeated Megan Myers after hitting a back suplex. Funny moment when she hit a leg drop and Excalibur and Taz kept saying that nobody with the name Hogan has ever won with a leg drop. Dalton Castle defeated Dante Casanova after hitting the bangerang. Mascara Dorada defeated Slim J. Uh, funny entrance here with the Trustbusters as Slim J rips off his tee just for Jeeves K to pass him another one. Uh, Jeeves and Sonny Kess kept trying to get involved but Dorada was still able to hit the top rope and moonsault for the win. The Outrunners defeated Logan Cruz and Tyshawn Perez. The Outrunners with their throwback 80s gimmick uh, recently appeared on Dynamite. And uh, they said they reminded Excalibur of a certain wrestler named Surfer Ray Odyssey. So shout out to Brandon from New Jersey. The Outrunners get their first win in AEW after hitting a Power Slam neckbreaker combo. And then Lexi Nair gets a word with them after where they said it's going to put the AEW tag team division on notice. So not sure if the Outrunners are here to stay or not. 
Balian Aki gets his first AEW win, defeated Rico Gonzalez after hitting a top rope splash, and Konosuke Takeshita defeated EJ and Duka with a knee strike in about four minutes, uh, and Duka from MLW making his AEW debut here the same night that he's challenging for the MLW World Heavyweight title on the underground premiere, which I'll be talking about soon, so that's kind of interesting him. Um, I guess maybe being done with MLW, I'm not too sure what's going on there. On Impact Wrestling, on Before the Impact, Jonathan Gresham defeated Aiden Prince by submission after repeatedly banging Prince's knees against the mat. This is a really good competitive match. Uh, Gresham gets in a mic after and says that a couple months back, he turned his back on wrestling and told himself he was down. As a true company, he loved the most has closed down its door, and he found something better in Impact Wrestling, and then he challenges Mike Bailey to a match at No Surrender, which I'm sure would be amazing. On to the main show, Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeated Kevin Knight and Kushida. Crazy match here that had Bay hitting the Art of Finesse on the apron, followed by another, and the fold from Austin for the pen. Wild finishing sequence here. The, the design told Callahan backstage that there will be consequences for losing a Golden Six shooter, but they will show him mercy and give him a chance of redemption with tonight's eight-man tag where he must win. We see that the former Persia Parada from NXT, now going by her real name of Steph Delander, will be debuting next week on Impact. Giselle Shaw defeated Savannah Evans. Evans had an insert promo before the match saying that Tasha Steeles is now gone, um, but she's still here to stay, talking about herself and Evans. Uh, no word yet what's going on with Steeles and Impact, but this could be a way to write her off. I'm not too sure. Jay Vidal distracted Evans as Shaw hit the knee strike for the pen. Shaw cut a promo after calling herself the Black Widow and everybody she's in the ring with ends up disappearing. Kenny King had a backstage segment with Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger. We told Santino Morello that he's going to ask for a match against Swinger. We then cut to Santino, who does give the match. Steve Mackling walks in and tells Santino to make the Josh Alexander-Rich Swan match a triple threat. At no surrender, and Santino says no, but he offers him another qualifying match where the winners will have a number one contenders four-way match at no surrender. And a winner of that, I guess, um, can get a title shot. Dirty Dur- Dangle interrupts and asks for a qualifying match as well, and Santino gives it to him. Crazy Steve defeated Sheldon Jean fairly easy after jumping off the ropes and hitting a DDT for the pin. Trey Miguel ran out after and took out the Black Tarus ringside and then tried to spray paint Steve, but he just bit him and spray painted himself. Jordan Grace was backstage and said that Mickey James tapped out a hard to kill and that she's older rematch, but first she must challenge Def, uh, Steph Delander for next week in her debut match. Santino then bumps into Raven and asks him for some advice here, and Raven says that to make him the champion, that's the advice that he's giving him before another former flock member, Reese, walks in. Um, the former uh, Ron Reese from the flock in WCW, asking Raven if he's going to put the flock back together, and Raven just calls him the Yeti, which is another gimmick that he had. Bully Ray comes to the ring and says that he thinks nobody here likes him from the roster, the fans, the entire wrestling business, nobody likes him. He threatens Santino again for not putting him in the six-shooter match that says that he never really liked Tommy Dreamer, and that Dreamer is actually the bad guy, and calls him a snake before Mickey James interrupts him, just how Bully Ray interrupted her last week, and tells him to get the hell out of Impact Wrestling. Bully threatens to attack Mickey before calling her a tramp. Mickey smacks him in return. Bully then body slams Mickey and was about to do more until the good hands bring a table to the ring. Uh, they're about to put her through the table until Tommy Dreamer runs out for the save. Dreamer then challenges himself and Mickey James against the good hands, and they say no before Santino comes out and says that the match will indeed take place next week. Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde with a backstage segment where they said they will team up to take on the Death Dolls. Kenny King defeated Johnny Swinger very quickly after hitting the Royal Flush, as Swinger's road to 50 wins still has yet to start. Uh, King cuts a promo after the match, putting everybody on notice. Bully Ray is backstage trying to talk to Masha Slamovich to have her side with him. The major players backstage, they show a rap video dissing Joe Henry. It was uh, not a good rap, I would have to say. It was a little offbeat, and I think it was purposely supposed to be bad. And everybody that was watching backstage that Cardona was showing just leave before the video is even done. In the main event, the designs, Diener, Angels, and Khan teaming up with Callahan, defeated Josh Alexander, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan, and Yuri Uramura. The last three minutes of this was wild, crazy offense here until Callahan hit the Cactus Driver 97 on Uramura for the win as Diener looked very proud of him. 
We go to MLW Fusion, the Samoan SWAT teams. Juicy Finale and Lance Anoa'i defeated the FBI. This is Little Guido and Ray Jazz, the newest member of FBI here who has done some AW Dark and 205 Live in the past. Uh, Samoan SWAT team asked for some competition as they want the tag team titles, and Guido makes his return to MLW here. He calls himself the godfather of Ray Jazz uh, as they lose in this match here. Dr. Dax defeated Vinny Pacifico. Pacifico, another one making his MLW debut, who's appeared on AEW Dark, Evolve, Ring of Honor, and NXT, but Dax gets to win quickly after hitting a pop-up Saito suplex. Microman, Lindsay Dorado, and La Estrella defeated Delirious, Mini, Abismo Negro, and Azteca 31. Delirious making his MLW debut. Estrella gets pissed off at Dorado during a match and walks out as Cesar Duran tries to speak to Estrella. Then Dorado hits a shooting star press on Azteca 31 for the pin as Microman took out the rest of the outside uh, with the top rope splash. MLW Underground, this is the new... Uh, the new show here on Reels for MLW Underground Wrestling. I did do a report on PostWrestling.com for this if you want a little bit more details as well as my thoughts in comparison to MLW Fusion. But just go over the results here. Uh, the show starts with Matt Stryker introducing Jacob Fatu, asking when he's going to cash in his title after winning Battle Riot, but he gets interrupted by Enzo Amora, here known as Real One, who repeats a lot of the similar insults that he did a couple weeks ago when he was uh, feuding with Jacob Fatu, pretty much beat for beat, repeating the same things, but this time being in front of a live crowd. Uh, they get into a little scuffle before officials take Fatu to the back, and then Real One puts an open challenge to anyone as Mance Warner comes out and accepts it. The match lasts no more than 30 seconds as Warner just knocks out Real One with a punch and then later on Real One demands a street fight as their rematch for next week which is made official. Alice Kane and the Bobanier Fight Club come out and issue an open challenge but not before tossing a cheesesteak from Tony Luke's into the face of a fan here in Philly. Uh, very disrespectful to the cheesesteak. But the open challenge is accepted by someone known as the Marvelous Jafar who's a student from the world famous Monster Factory but Kane makes quick work of him hitting him with a bunch of suplexes until the referee just stops the match. We get another mysterious attack from those people that are leaving cards on their victims, this time being Mads Kruger, so it looks like he might be done with MOW. And the main event was Alex Hammerstone defeated the aforementioned EJ and Duka in a last man standing match defending the MLW World Heavyweight Championship after hitting the pendulum and stacking chairs and wooden boards on top of Duka so he couldn't get up for the three count. I'm sorry, for the ten count, it'd be a last man standing match. Again, check PulseWrestling.com if you want more details on this match. Woman of Wrestling, uh, Kato Rush and Jennifer Flores defeated BK Rhythm and Robbie Rocket after Rush hit the springboard crossbody on Rocket for the pin. Malio Hosaka defeated Tiki Chamorro after some help from Exile on the outside and hitting the TKL. Americana and Jesse Jones defeated Amber Rodriguez and Gigi Gianni. Rodriguez is the former Commander Sahara Spars, now going by her real name, her indie name, uh, and she has more of a fashionista-type gimmick here, teaming up with Gianni. But Jones and Americana both hit backslides for a double pin and the win. And the main event, Miami Sweet Heat defended the WoW Tag Team titles against the Mother Truckers of Big Rig Betty and Holly Swag. After the referee gets taken out, Holly Swag had the match won, but Penelope Pink runs in. She was ringside, and she takes out Swag with the Pretty in Pink as Miami Sweet Heat was able to get the pin after. NWA USA returns here with Homicide defeated Ryan Davidson with the Koji Cutter. After the match, Homicide calls out Austin Idol and says that he wants a match against Sion for the National Heavyweight Championship, enough said. Um, but Idol calls Homicide a junior division wrestler, and Homicide gets pissed off. The match is made official, though, and I will have a report on PulseWrestling.com this weekend for the enough said pay-per-view. Psycho Love, which is a team of Angel- uh, Angelina Love and Fodder, defeated Mercurio and Natalia Markova after Fodder hit Mercurio with the Urinagi for the pin. And the main event, Kerry Morton defeated Joe Alonzo in a non-title match. Uh, Danny deals with Alex Taylor came out after and says that Taylor will cash in his champions series title shot enough said and challenge Kerry Morton for the junior heavyweight championship. NWA Power back to a taped episode here as Kratos defeated three Billy Silas after hitting a jumping knee strike. Poyo de Amara tried to interfere but she was taken out uh, by the ring by a pounce from Kratos 
The Renegade Twins defeated Ella Envy and Roxy as Kenzie Page was handcuffed ringside. Uh, someone came out of the crowd to help her and free her, and this was identified as her sister, her little sister, Kylie Page. Um, all this distraction caused the Renegades to get the win, and as a result, they'll be getting a tag team title shot against Pretty Empowered at Nuff Said. Mae Valentine, who's still wearing her wedding dress from last week, was trying to interview Matt Cardona ahead of his match tonight. We have an NWA World Television Championship match as Jordan Clearwater and Mims went to a 6.05 time limit draw. This was Mims' title cash-in after his team won at Champion Series last week. May then tries to interview Aaron Stevens and ask about what happened at the wedding, but Stevens just ignores her and tries to talk to her about blunt force trauma, earning a tag team title shot instead. Tom Latimer defeated Jack Dane when he had the cross face on, and Chris Silvio threw in his scarf, I guess acting as a towel, for Dane to stop the match. And the main event here, this is a six-man tag as Tyrus and Matt Cardona both had two partners each, and the winner gets to pick the stipulations for their enough said match. As Tyrus teams up with Blunt Force Trauma to defeat Matt Cardona, Mike Knox, and Rolando Freeman. Uh, multiple shenanigans before the match even started with Rolando having a bunch of chains and weapons in his tights and boots. And then when the match starts, it ends in over a minute with just Tyrus slamming Rolando down for the quick win. And the, the stipulation that he's choosing enough said is that there'll be no interference, nobody in the corners for their match against uh, when he faces Matt Cardona at Nuff Said. Now, NXT level up. So Ruka defeated Lash Legend. Legend with a bit of a new look here. Uh, new gear, shorter hair. I kind of think it fits her much better, honestly. Pretty competitive match here with a bit of improvement from Legend, but Ruka was still able to hit the Soul Snatcher on Legend for the pen. Kelly Kincaid was trying to get a word with Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs backstage, but Jensen was too distracted talking to Keanu James, so Briggs asked them to stay in the back for tonight's match. Javier Bernal defeated Oba Femi after raking his eyes and rolling him up um, with the pen by holding the tights. And Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs defeated Zion Quinn and Bronco Nima. Jensen gets a pin on Quinn after Briggs hit an assisted big boot. On WWE main event, Shelton Benjamin defeated the debuting Damon Kemp here on main event. Uh, both these men coming from amateur wrestling background at the University of Minnesota that was brought up here. But Benjamin was able to hit the pay dirt in a real competitive match for the win. And Akira Tozawa defeated another debuting wrestler for main event in Tony D'Angelo after hitting a top rope senton, but Tony D was good at working the crowd and looking strong throughout this match. The WWE Network edition of the week was WXW Drive Up Champions 2022. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 